Can I sell insurance products as an RIA? That is today's question on the Transition to RIA video series. It is question number 13. Hi, I am Brad Wales with Transition to RA, and today's question is, can I sell insurance as my own RIA? So this, this is a great question. It's a question I get fairly frequently. And unfortunately, this is the, the, the proverbial answer of the answer is, it depends. And I'll, I'll explain what that means. Now, the, the, the slightly longer answer is, is generally yes, you can, but there's some, some caveats to be aware of and, and hence the, the dreaded it depends. So let, let's go through them kind of one by one here. Um, so the, the, main, the first thing to keep in mind is that there's, right, there's two types of insurance. There's variable insurance and fixed insurance. So variable insurance is your variable annuities, your variable life insurance. And the, the key with a variable insurance product is that uh, you, of course, have to have an insurance license to be able to sell those products. But in the case of a variable product, in most all cases, I'll give the one sidebar on that, uh, that the variable insurance requires a securities license as well, generally a Series 7. So as a pure RIA, you will no longer have a Series 7. You no longer have that securities license. So solely under the RIA umbrella, you cannot offer or sell variable insurance products. Now, a uh, often misunderstood um, kind of component of the RIA model is, is the thought that, that there is no option to have your Series 7. Still, again, technically under the RIA itself, you would not have a Series 7. However, there is a way as the owner of an RIA to also have your Series 7, what are, what are frequently referred to as RIA-friendly broker-dealers. Now, this is an entirely uh, different and, and important topic, so I'll do a whole separate video on that. Um, but just know for the sake of this video, it is possible to, to set up an RIA and do all of your fee-based business under that RIA. And over here on the side, have your securities license, your Series 7, with a broker dealer, which, which among other things enables you or allows you to do commission products, even securities commission products. Um, but, but part of that does then give you the ability, if you're set up like that, uh, is to offer variable insurance products, so variable annuities. So as long as you have the insurance license and you have your Series 7, most likely with, again, what these RIA-friendly broker dealers are, Again, that's the type of thing I help advisors understand all the time is how exactly this works. Under that circumstance, you can offer these variable insurance products. Uh, now, the, the one sidebar uh, I mentioned a second ago that without that broker dealer, uh, it, it is a kind of a slow upstart, but there are a few um, slowly growing number of fee-based variable annuities where the, where the product manufacturer of these, of these solutions has, has enabled it so that you, you can sell it solely in that, in that, with that insurance license and, and that it does not have a, a securities element to it. And, and, in, and in the whole world of variable annuities, I mean, I, I'd venture to say, you know, and I'm not an expert on this, that you know, maybe one to two percent of them right now are in that that fee-based model or that fee-based structure. So it's a, it's a very small number, but I I do see it growing, and, and personally, I think it will continue to grow in, in large part because 
just the mass movement of, of advisors to the RA model is going to necessitate it. So know that there are a few solutions out there, but for the bulk of, you know, variable annuities out there, you generally would need this, this setup where you, you do have your series seven with, with a broker dealer on the side, and then you have your RA. And of course you, you have your insurance license. Uh, so that's with respect to variable insurance. And then on fixed insurance, as long as you have your insurance license, you, you absolutely can provide those solutions to your clients uh, because there is no variable component. So you, you don't need to worry about a series seven. You don't need to worry about a broker dealer or anything along those lines. So just know if it's, and that's the easy part to answer is fixed insurance. You, you absolutely can do that. So whether it's fixed annuities, life insurance, disability insurance, those sorts of solutions that absolutely just falls. Again, you do need that insurance license, but, but you absolutely uh, can provide that. Now, the, the question is, well, who, who, who do you work with to provide that? Right now, if you're with one of the large traditional brokerage firms and, and you do offer insurance products, you're, you're, you're almost guaranteed to be offering those products through your firm's insurance carrier, in-house insurance carrier, probably a wholly owned subsidiary of, of your large firm that you're affiliated with. Um, so just like that, you are going to need as your, as your own RA, if you want to offer insurance solutions, you're going to need to work with an insurance carrier as well. Uh, just it, it won't be kind of built into the, the firm that, that you're working for now. Um, and there's, there's different ways to go about uh, connecting with those folks. Some, some custodians have in-house insurance agencies uh, that, you, that you can connect to to provide those solutions. Uh, and then there's a, there's a host of them out there in the marketplace that you can work with directly as well. And, and that, that's a good reminder of one of the, the benefits of the RIA model is, is the optionality you have. So, so even if you're, you're with a particular custodian, and even if that custodian does have an insurance solution, you're, you're by no means obligated to use that solution. Now, it, it might be a good fit for you. It might be, they might offer you know, a great array of products. Um, and it just might be a, a, a more efficient solution for you. But, but because you're an RA, you, you have the ability to, to go out to whatever source you'd like. You are not captive to any one source. So uh, just know that, again, a couple steps depends on whether it's variable or fixed, depends on the, the kind of licenses you have to have, whether you have to have a, a broker-dealer affiliation or whether just your, your sole insurance license will, will be good enough, depends on the solutions you want to provide. Um, and then know that you will need to work with an insurance agency or carrier. Uh, and, and there's a lot of choices there. And that, that, is a, that is a benefit is that you do have that choice. Uh, now, two, two additional things I just wanted to mention on this. Um, number one, if you offer insurance products to your, to your clients, a couple of things. You, you do need to disclose that in your ADV. Actually, part two of the ADV actually is a segment outside financial activities. And and you do need to disclose it in there that, hey, I am, uh, in addition to providing the, the traditional advisory services of the RIA, I am also a uh, licensed uh, insurance uh, individual and I offer insurance products as part of my suite of, of services as well. That, that does have to be disclosed in the ADV part two, uh, which is made available to your clients, um, regardless of, of if you're actually using it with your clients or not. If you wanna have that affiliation with an insurance uh, carrier, you do need to disclose it. And, and kind of related to that, the, the, one of the reasons it's disclosed is, is that in the RA world, you, you do have to disclose all conflicts of interest. Now, in a, in a perfect world, you'd be able to eliminate all conflicts of interest. And, and the reality is that that's just not reasonable. And, and it's actually a frustration of mine. I'll, I'll see on some 
some RAs websites and they say, we, we have no conflicts of interest. We have zero conflicts of interest. And the reality is there's, there's just some elements of the business that if you, if you want to debate it, I think you could argue are, are a conflict and that's not necessarily a bad thing. So as an example, to, to offer insurance products, oftentimes that's a, that's a big benefit to clients that you, you can offer to them their in-house uh, provide an easier solution for them. If they have questions about any part of their financial life, including insurance, they, they can just come to you. Uh, but as an example where that's a conflict is, is if, if you are providing a financial plan to a client and, and charging a fee for that financial plan, and, and you, you point out to that client that, hey, maybe you need life insurance. And, and that's a common uh, piece of advice, right? That advisors give to clients all the time. If, if you if you give that advice and then and then you also say oh and, and by the way Mr. or Mrs. Client I, I can sell you that life insurance right here in house and it's 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 easier and here's why again that might be a, a great solution for the client for a whole number of reasons but but you can understand where that conflict is you are given advice over here which includes hey you should buy a product and then by the way hey I'll sell you that product um, so that's not to imply that you, know, you would suggest a, a, an insurance product when it's not necessary, but there is that inherent conflict of interest. Again, you don't have to eliminate conflicts of interest, but, but where they exist, you do need to disclose them. And so again, that, that's in part why it's appeared in the ADB is just, just to say to the client, let me, let me lay all the conflicts out there for you. I'll, I'll walk you through why I think you should not be concerned about these conflicts, but it is important that you be aware of them so you can make a fully informed decision. Um, and then the, the final thing, I think I'm gonna do a whole different video on this because there's a lot of debate about it, but there is, there is the, the debate on calling yourself. So folks that transition to the RA model and you say, hey, I am a, a fee-only advisor um, or a fee-based advisor. And, 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 and sometimes those just get intertwined. The, the, the challenge though is if there's, there's some school thought out there that says if you are a fee-only advisor, that you should not be offering insurance products for a commission, or at least th that you would receive a commission on. Because again, at, at that point, are you really fee only anymore? And, and you might say, well, yeah, but the advisory services is fee only. I, the client pays me for all of the advisory services. And if they want to implement that insurance solution, yes, I do get a commission and yes, I, I disclose it. So it's, it's not that it's not above board, but, but there is a debate on, on whether an advisor that's in that situation should be able to call themselves fee only because arguably at times they are not fee only. They are receiving a commission for an insurance product. And, and, and that debate will probably continue for some time, but it, it's just something to be aware of. And, 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 and you know, the reason I point out is if, if you only envision yourself doing very little insurance solutions for clients, you know, you maybe consider is it, is it even worth you know, included in your suite of services and worth having this potential conflict of interest and, and worth uh, having to disclose in the ADV. And, or, or maybe it is a very meaningful thing. And, and a lot of your clients do get a lot of value out of it. And it, and it is worth doing. So I'm, I'm not trying to suggest you should or shouldn't do it, but it's, it's just worth considering all these things in mind and, and knowing that, hey, should you or can you use that fee only verbiage if, if you are using it? Again, I think that it will be a long time if, if ever before that that debate is fully settled, but just something to be aware of that's being talked about out there in the marketplace. Uh, so to, to bottom line, yes, you can offer insurance products as your RA. Again, it just matters what kind of products you want to offer. 
dictates what kind of licenses you have to hold, what kind of affiliations you have to have, and, and how these things must be disclosed and, and where they must be disclosed. So uh, a couple of things to keep in mind there. So with that, like I said, my name is Brad Wales. I'm with Transition to RIA. And what I do for advisors is I help advisors just like you to understand everything there is to know about why and how to transition to the RIA model. Uh, so today's topic is just one example of that of, okay, if you wanted to transition to the RIA model, how would insurance work? And so that, again, that's just one pillar of the conversation that I help advisors with uh, and would love to help you out with that as well. Uh, if you're not already there, jump on over to transitiontoria.com. Uh, you can see lots of other videos I've made. I have white papers. Uh, and then the easiest way to, to, to kind of learn about all this stuff is, is just to reach out to me. So at the very top is a contact link. Uh, you can instantly set up uh, a day and time for us to, to have a conversation like this, to begin the dialogue, to really look at, okay, what is your current situation uh, you know, where are you in your, your career as an advisor? What affiliation model are you currently under? What, what type of firm are you currently with? And, and how would your situation look in the RIA model? And, and really begin to understand what that looks like. And I'd, and I'd, I'd be more than happy to, to begin that dialogue with you and, and get that conversation going. So with that for now, I hope you found value in today's video and I'll see you on the next one.